There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, three, two, one. How are you now? Brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. It is the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast. I am James Whelan, Investment Manager. A reminder that all advice contained is general in nature. Please speak to an advisor about your needs. Mark, well, my good friends, I am joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now? Phone's off. I'm very, very well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, phone's off on silent. Good, on silent <laughs> uh, for now. Um, just get this. It was on this day back in 1992, on this day or yesterday in 1992, that the Red Five of Nigel Mansell's Williams won at Hungary. Um, and that was a great year. Everything was downhill from there, unfortunately. Now, yes. uh, mate, look, a few things to discuss coming up. We've got ourselves a bit of Chinese issue. We've got ourselves markets in turmoil. Red, that's the flashing, yep, yep. the flashing light there. And uh, I don't know, whatever else you got. Now, it's going to be another quick one. I like this idea of 20 minutes in, 20 minutes out. Um, yep, let's keep well, it short 10 and minutes sweet. in, 10 minutes out. Short and sweet, go around. What have you got first yep. off? Hit me. Uh, it's China. It's, it's everything China. That's what's China. Uh, moving markets uh, at the moment. But inflation and that whole uh, spiel is uh, pushed to the background at this stage. We've got a few property developers uh, missing payments over in uh, China um, mm. or, or threatening to miss payments. Um, and then you have the Chinese, you know, trying to fight uh, on two fronts where uh, they're trying to defend their uh, currency versus the US dollar, um, telling their state banks to uh, sell the US dollar and buy the one. And uh, then they, they've just started this this week, um, chucking a little bit of stamp stimulus in. Uh, they they cut rates uh, by fifteen basis points, and uh, they've chucked a bit of money into their MLF as well, which they hadn't done for a little while. Um, but I mean, this is all on the back too. Last week we saw um, new loan growth over in China absolutely nosedive. It was fifty percent below what was expected, and ninety percent below uh, where it was this time last year. So um, yeah. thing, credit over there is a real problem at the moment and the shadow banking and uh, real estate uh, sector are at the crux of it. Yeah, okay, that's, that's it. I, I, my question is why don't they just stop reporting on the things that aren't looking good for them? <laughs> well, well, I mean, uh, obviously referring to the youth unemployment the youth yeah, unemployment they just stop, they just, they just uh, situation. Stop reporting on youth unemployment. That's straight out of that's straight out of the Zimbabwean Trump weather will. station. Stop, stop, stop reporting on the weather. I remember Robert Mugabe. Well, didn't Trump uh, Trump say at the height of COVID, if we start stop testing, then COVID goes away? That is true. He did say that. So, yes, yeah, something along with many things. But, was, I miss. I'll tell you what. There's a part of me. This is one of those things of sort of missing, missing. It, I, I mean, not to, not to, not to compare the two, but it's sort of just like you know, you sort of a, a, a miss a. A psychologically abusive relationship because I don't know it was just something that was <laughs> something that was slightly more interesting than waking up. Remember waking up every morning and it was just like, well, yep. that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> just yeah, and one, one tweet, one tweet <laughs> just changes everything. I remember driving yeah. into the city uh, to do a thing on Osbiz, um and driving along in the car, and then by the time I got there, Trump had tweeted something about the trade trade agreement with China or something and markets had swung down 2% and everything, you know, the whole complexion of the day's uh, chat had changed and 
yeah. it was uh, remarkable times, but uh, a little bit more stable with uh, Biden in the charge now. But yeah, this China stuff is something to worry about. We saw the retail sales, industrial sector um, things, uh, private investment all come in well below expected as well. So things, uh, the economy is really, really soft over there um, at well, the moment. It does. It does add more to the uh, the flames to the fire. And I saw that Morgan Stanley. G'day, Morgan Stanley. If you're listening, um, Morgan. Yeah, just there's a guy called Morgan Stanley who listens to the podcast. Hey, Morgan. How you going? Um, <laughs> hey, <you go>, Morgan. <laughs> Doctor Stanley. Uh, that if uh, Morgan uh, and, and they were just like India. Basically, it's it's the same thing that I put out at the beginning of last week for my Indian presentation, which is on YouTube. If you check it out um, on yeah on on the YouTube channel where you're watching this or listening to this, that uh, just that, that Chinese ascendancy is india's ascendancy and yes. india and they actually use the terms just like india is where china was 10 years ago that's the exactly. same thing um yeah. so all of all of all of the things that you say are going wrong with china are going right with india the chinese plus one um, investment if you want to stop now here's the thing unfortunately china's decline actually affects us as well and we've seen this hit our miners too mm. we've seen this hit our, our market is is leveraged to china um, probably more than we'd like it to be, especially now at this particular time in our cycle. But it's not its not so much to India, but that's the thing. So if you want to sort of switch away there and sort of hedge that situation, then India probably, um, the ascendancy, is a great way to do that. And there's an idea for you. And, I'm, I'm you know, my brain is still foggy, though it is able to, uh, to generate some ideas uh, that I can sort of come mm. out with in this particular state, which I'm in. Now, the fund manager survey also dropped, and I'm just going to put this up yep. here. So here we go. Wow, look at that. That's professional, isn't it? Hang on, I'm just going to bring this here. Very professional. Not, yeah, not really. Hang on, I've just got I've got stupid designs and stuff. Does that? Can you see that? Can you see yeah, that? Yeah, I can see that. Fine. Okay, so fund manager survey, um, blasting through it on the risks. The fund manager, uh, the fund manager survey, the cash level is down below five percent, which means yep. Um, now they've got this rule that says that if it's below five percent, um, they've got a contrarian buy signal that goes off that thing. So that's the end of the um, contrarian buy signal that they had. The biggest tail risks uh, that they see are still inflation, um, mm -hmm. uh, and which keeps the central banks hawkish. Most likely credit event is US and EU commercial real estate, which is 45%. Yep. And We've been speaking about that for a while. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So, and you can see here, so this is uh, the, the chart that's on here is the fund manager survey capitulation in REIT positioning. This is the net percentage fund managers uh, the fund manager survey which is about 600 billion dollars under asset uh, management bunch of fund managers from around the world all contribute um the net percentage fund manager survey overweight real estate is now gone to negative mm. 30 more or less 28 percent i think or something that's down there yep. huge negative sort of turn people really don't want to no, touch that stinky area if you touch commercial real estate then you have got to have rocks in your head at this particular time well there is yeah. a point at which it becomes super value um, I can't tell you when that is or where that is, but uh, it's not there. Next chart yeah. up is, I'm just going to get through these charts real quick. The buy signal ends. That's the cash rate. Um, when cash is when cash is high, they buy. When cash is low, yep. um, they get out of it. Um, so it's just sort of this inverse sort of thing. A lot of people go around the other way of this one saying that, oh, there's lots of cash on the sidelines. So it's sort of, it's, 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 we need to get out. They don't. They see it the other way, which I actually really, really strongly agree Makes with. Makes more sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not this week, but. You know, that's generally speaking, it does. People just say, oh, fund managers got lot, huge amounts of cash. They must know something we don't. We need to follow them and do that. It's just like, no, actually, a huge amount of cash on the sidelines um, is usually uh, means that there's a good chance that buying comes in later because markets usually go up 
I can't stress that enough about how much that is. And what else we got here? The last one that I wanted to put here, the US-EU commercial real estate is still the most likely credit event. I've talked about that. Oh, yeah, um, Chinese real estate concerns are easing. So August 20, August 2023, that's this month, um, that the biggest risk has now gone up to about 45%, and that's gone up. So this commercial real estate, that's gone up from about 40% more or less there too. Yep. Um, I dare say that China, China real estate uh, thing will take another uh, uh, notch up on that uh, that ladder there uh, next month in the September yeah. survey. Yeah. I think uh, after everything, um, thing, I mean, this is a, these all are lagging indicators because depending on what week or even what day these fund managers do the survey, as to what uh, you know most concerns them. But if you go back to the um, the real estate um, one, the first chart, yeah, I was listening. I've been listening to podcasts about this. And they're saying the, the the markets, the REITs on the market have actually, you know, all fallen 30 to 40% over in the US um, and even here in Australia um, and, and sort of discounting, you know, these valuations, drops in valuations and the risks associated with them. But what they're yeah. saying is in the private markets and the unlisted stuff, that's where the trouble could be brewing because a lot of the valuations have only fallen by 10% over there. And there's been a, there's a big disparity between listed uh, commercial real estate and uh, unlisted commercial real estate values. So if we start to see those valuations come down, um, oh, you as, mean like uh, someone they, actually someone actually legitimately marks to market the way that they should do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> and eventually, I mean, if you know chickens come home to roost, and you know there is a, there is a there is a thing with their commercial real estate, eventually those valuations are going to have to be marked down um, a lot lower. And that can cause more pain as well. So be careful because a lot of investments have an unlisted and a listed uh, version of of whatever they're invested in. So and yeah, at the yeah. moment, the market for anything listed has been severely sold off versus uh, what what uh, the unlisted stuff is being valued at. So Absolutely. that's something to uh, keep uh, keep an eye on. Yeah, and look, it's it's I, I couldn't touch it with the barge pole. It's not really something that I want to know about or no. see um, that's in there. I think that the same sort of thing is is should be happening here in australia um and i think that yes. whatever has happened here has been underdone here i think that people people mm, it's anyway that's i'm not, not going to venture into that i've got sort of a rule a rule this week and next week where if you're not if you're not fully convicted on it then don't delve into into anything that's uh, that's in this mm. one you've got to you've got to really know about it um also hitting on bloomberg uh just a few hours ago one of the one of china's biggest shadow banks so back on china again sorry for bouncing they're the only two stories no, going that's on. fine um, one of China's biggest shadow banks skipped payments on several investment products, sparking rare protests in Beijing. Mm. Rare. Why is that? As the fallout from deepening property slumps spread to the pro- financial sector. So these things, that, that I mean, that's the easiest contagion that there is. If you get something in property, it's going to hit the finance and it's going to it's going to start to hit people. Zongrong missed payments on dozens of products and has no immediate plan to make clients whole, 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 indicating troubles at the embattled Chinese shadow bank are deeper than previously known. I've said this many times through investing. It's one of those things. You can talk about it. I've seen t- people talk about Country Garden, not a restaurant. I think this is Country Garden. Country Garden too many, too many, uh, giving away too many breadsticks and Country Garden mm. um, looks like it could be in a bit of a situation. But I've seen this written about old friend of the show, Jonathan Payne. Say what you will about him. He's a good friend of ours and a good friend of mine. Um, he's He's been writing about Country Garden for a few weeks now, if not probably over a month, talking about just how dire that situation is going to be over there for them. Eyes uh, eyes up on that, and now it's actually really, really those are chickens that are coming home to roost. Um, 
pay but attention. You to would think you would think with someone like Country Garden, which I think has got about one hundred and thirty-eight billion dollars in US dollars in in debt, if they were able to manage the Evergrande stuff at five hundred billion, they're going to be able to manage these guys as well. Not not that say that you know there won't be some pain. But, no, and there should um, be some pain. That's the idea of these yeah, things. But, yeah. You, but you're, you're, yeah, and you are correct. There's one of those things that, that, that does happen, and we saw this all the way through COVID, is that people saw there's a problem here, and they just treated it, and this is one of these investment. Here we go. Investment investment with James and Heath. How, how to navigate markets when everyone's freaking out and, and the only thing that's covered is Michael freaking Burry and his $1.6 billion of notional short positions that he's got on the market. And everyone wants to talk about the big short guy's got a big short. Okay, good. <laughs> the, the, I can, you can tell I'm a little bit tense this week. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I'm trying to be as calm as I possibly can. Uh, I'm meditating too, which is good, a lot. The, uh, the, the, the You've got a lot of the focus on, oh, there's an issue, there's an issue. And people don't focus on the next thing, which is just like things usually get fixed. And I'm going to reiterate, and I've said this so many times, I haven't actually said it when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Lately, and I'm probably going to have to say it again quite soon, is that remember what what Jay Powell said at, at, towards the end of last year? I've said this so many times on this podcast and on TV and everything that I've been doing, is that he said it's easier for us, being the Fed, it's easier for us to fix something that we break doing this than it is to perpetuate the, what we've been doing with this low rate mm. cycle. And, and, and in that, take that and put that to everything. Governments fix yep. it. Funny money fixes it. Um, in, uh, interventions fix these things. It's just like, yeah, you, you, you can't just say they're drunk, they've been kicked out of the pub, that's it, that's the end of the whole thing. You you, you can say they will get sober, someone will help them, something will something yep. will go on. And, and, and there's, I, I don't understand why I use that metaphor. I suppose maybe it's 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 just that sort of thing. But anyway, so you can sort so, of see what's going to come. We saw that with the regional banks at the start of the year in round March. Um, that's right. Seems, US, seems like yeah, a thousand years problem. ago now. Yeah, yeah, big problem. They came in with a few solutions, and now no one's really talking about. It. We had, we only had another bank in California go broke last week, um, and no one no one was talking about. It. So yeah, well, this um, maybe this thing that we should be talking about. Um, the uh, next thing that I had up here was talking about the US. Now, one of the things that came out of the fund manager survey, I didn't have time to screen grab it, is is that more and more people are now uh, are, are saying that there won't be a recession in the US. That's bad news, and we've seen bond yields have started to go up more because of that, and bonds and stocks are now connected the same way that they were last year. They're connected back on the upside as well. As much as I touted the idea of the 60-40 portfolio, it's it's only working when everything is going in the same direction. When bond yields come off, so bonds go up. Thank you, Martin Wenton. 
um, then the market does have a tendency to to, uh, to do so as well. Cheaper money, um, fantastic, and, and less of those aggressive. I'm not going to go through future cash flows or anything like that uh, for you. That's a different podcast. But the so uh, yes, yeah, so, so so everything sort of travels in the same direction. Annoyingly, it's not that perfect sixty forty hedge that you can have where one thing bounces like off the other and it's a safety. Yeah, which is what you want. Annoyingly, it sort of is. So bond yields going up. Um, how resilient is the US market? Too resilient? Good news, good news again. Uh, good news, bad news again. Yeah, I think so. Um, but they do they do have a lot of headwinds ahead. I mean, I think I've spoken about before, September is when it's forecasted that those excess savings from COVID uh, run out uh, mm. for the consumer. So households will feel the pinch there. And then student loan repayments starting in October, as much as Biden has uh, tried to uh, delay it again and uh, sort of wipe it, wipe it off. Um, that's that's a big strain on on uh, the consumer as well because obviously they're, yep. they're going to have to start making loan funds. And a lot of these people yep. too, and I've, I've heard this say that this will impact uh, polling for next year, is a lot of people expected never had to have pay to pay that off again. So went, off, went out and got, you know, new car loans or personal loans, et cetera. More debt. They'll never have to pay these things in. More debt and they're going to have to start. Yeah. They're going to have to start in October, even though, I mean, he did, there was a large chunk wiped out for a lot of people um, with that forgiveness. It's still massive, massive problem. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's how that goes. Now we do have so talking about uh, bring up your chart here. You want to pull your stuff up? Yep, yep. Uh, you've got up. buttons. Right. You push them. Yeah, your buttons. You're up. Go talk. Yep, yep, beautiful. beautiful. We got people. People who are listening. We've got a chart of the S and P five hundred in front of S&P us. S and P five hundred. Uh, a couple of nights ago, it uh, traded below the 50-day uh, moving average. First time it's mm. done that since March. Mm. Um, uh, it just looks like it's uh, below, what are we, around the 4,400 mark at the moment. Looks like it's heading to that 4,200 mark. That would be around about an 8% to 9% sell-off from the 4,600 we touched uh, a couple of weeks ago. But it is looking uh, very sick there. And that would also coincide with the 200-day moving average as well if it got down to around that level, you know, moving forward. So um, some important levels to watch out for here. We've had the end of the uh, US earnings uh, reporting season. It was, uh, I think, earnings were down about 5%, um, Mm. which was better than the expected. Um, But still, they were down. We're still in an earnings recession. That's three quarters in a row now we've had of uh, negative earnings. Um, So markets are moving past that and now looking at the next thing. And obviously, the next thing at the moment is China. And their property market, so a bit of nervousness coming in there. Like you said, a lot of cash um, cash levels were lower, so people are more invested at the moment. I think we see those cash levels uh, rise again over the next month or two in that survey, um, and that will coincide with an index that tests that forty two hundred in the next couple of weeks. Okay, that's uh, that works well. Also, uh, keep in mind Chris Weston, friend of the show from Pepperstone, one of the smartest minds oh, yep. in the business. Yep. Um, we had him here on the chat, and he's gone here. I won't. I, I'll, I'll sort of half do his exit. Dealers short gamma into opex in it, governor. Delta short. Look <laughs> at I'm I'm pretty upset with the entire country of England actually, and uh, in fact, you know, it's uh, after last night the lionesses. Uh, decent delta hedge with short. So dealers short gamma into opex. So uh, sorry. I'm not going That's to why the market's coming off. Thank you. That's why the market's coming off. Decent delta hedge with short spurs may get a bounce post opex as dealers close unwanted inventory in it. Hang Seng needs to bounce in it. I don't know why he writes in it when he's writing on his on the chat. It's very strange from Chris Weston there. Um, 
Yeah, it bounds. <laughs> Governor, um, g'day Chris if you're listening to mate. All, all, all said with perfect love, as you know, that we love you just so much, mate. The um, anyway, yes, so OPEX, um, sort of playing into it as well. When that's done, so monthly's done on Friday, then maybe Could see a small, bounce small bounce covering yeah. those shorts. Um, yeah. I wouldn't maybe if we get another down night tonight, it comes back up and tests that 4450 level, um, on, on the closing of those uh, positions. But I, I can't see any reason for, you know, a, a substantial move higher in any global markets at the moment, unless China come out all of a sudden with a concrete plan and says, this is what we're going to do with our property market. This is what we're going to do to stimulate the economy. Um, and that's what the market's yeah. been waiting for a while, actually. They keep yeah, on teasing us, teasing us. Well, here's, and uh, eventually here's the, the market's gone, nah. We've had enough. We're rolling. Yeah, we've had enough of your nonsense. You're teasing. I, I don't think the presidency and and looking through some of the backgrounds, it's difficult to sort of get a read on it. But, but the the articles that I'm reading about it are saying that he's not. It's it's not the same enthusiasm to go into. This is from a few months ago. Not the same enthusiasm mm. to go into and charge into stimulus as it was before. Um, it's nowhere close to where it was um, for for COVID times and definitely you know d- during GFC. But the it's not that same. It's sort of more just like let let these things go. And we don't yeah. have to go in and charge in and, and fix everything as uh, as keenly or as readily or as actively as we were before. And that's sort of the play. And I, I think that that's coming to fruition. The other kicker, though, yeah. Heath, is that if they do stimulize in China, then you're going to see energy prices rise. Energy prices rising will affect people at the pump. Biden is not going to like that much. Um, and that's actually going to put up sort of, I know that there's inflationary things and core inflation bits and pieces, but still it's going to affect how much people can spend now it's either going to weaken the amount that they can spend on other stuff or send overall inflation up continue to do so keep in mind also at the same time china is also shutting off uh, a lot of its food or, or securing its foods uh food supply as well so they're going to see more of that food mm-hmm. stuff so food and energy yep. set to go now i know that they're not counted don't come at me with that sort of thing however they are still inflationary impacts for actual real regular people just because the fed doesn't actually like to look at them doesn't mean that they're a real thing. Um, so go on. Sorry, what's your next one? Uh, so this this is just the US oil chart. Um, we saw oh, that spike up to eighty four um, on the on the enthusiasm surrounding probably more the US market than anything um, yep. in the economy. But then over the last week, we've seen that sell off down to about seventy nine on the back of uh, the, the Chinese woes, etc. Yeah, and a tough. retest of that uh, breakout around that seventy five to seventy six looks looks likely moving ahead so yeah okay. i'll quickly bring up the, the chinese market uh, chart again really china levels. talk to it talk to china as if as if people can't see that chart and i'm going to look at my footy tips because that's where we're going next and we're going to yep yep oh. so we're around that 3800 market uh level on the index in china if we break down below that which could be likely then we're going to head towards that 35 to 3400 mark on the chinese level uh we yep. saw that in november or october november last year um, but it, that would mean the market, Chinese market, is almost 50% off from its highs of around the 5,800 mark in 2021. So um, some really important levels there. And uh, the Hang Seng, which is, you know, the proxy Chinese market, is is very much very similar. We break below 18,000 here. Then we're heading towards the, the 14,000, 15,000 uh, mark on that index as well. So yeah, um, no some, some real concerns with these uh, these major indexes. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, uh, now football tips. I'm going to go first because you're just coming in off that. Uh, we've got a few minutes left, which is good. Do we have a few minutes left? Let me see. We do. Okay. Um, look, I'm just going, look, 
just it's the time of the season where you just take all the favourites um, because some teams give up and some teams really need to get it done. Cowboys will win tonight if you're listening. Warriors will win tonight. The Roosters will beat the Eels. Uh, leave the West Tigers out. I think that Dolphins game is going to be interesting. Panthers will win. Just multi up a whole bunch of favourites and you'll be fine. Go Storm, Panthers, Roosters, Warriors, and the Cowboys. You know what? Just go nuts on this one. I, I, and that's just how that's going to be. It's that time of season. What do you got in the AFL? AFL, I am doing what I'm dubbing the Chardonnay Cup. It's Crows versus the Swans this weekend over in Adelaide. We've got a great Chardonnay Cup. Yeah, you do. You got. We haven't beat you since uh, 2018. I just had a quick look, and uh, we, yeah, we haven't beaten the Swannies since 2018. And we need so. this. Please, so give me some good news. What have we got? Whoever wins this, uh, whoever wins this, basically plays finals. That's that's the long and short of it. Um, okay. I am going for the Crows at home. Uh, we have a fantastic record at home. A one to thirty nine margin, paying two dollars thirty. Uh, put your money on it. I think the Crows uh, win in a probably a tight one. Uh, uh, the teams match up really, really well. Um, they do. Yeah, they do. yeah, I think the Swans. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take you on there. I'm going to take you on there. I reckon the Swans. I reckon the Swans, the, will, uh, the Swans will. The Swans will pip it. Um, I'll uh, we'll put a beer on it next time over in uh, in Radelaide, okay? Yeah, they're paying Swans are paying two fifty one for the win. So good money there. Good. That's money. great but, money. Uh, that Adelaide's, is Adelaide's won six of their last seven at home with an average margin of 55 points. So well, keep that in mind. They haven't had the Swans over there yet. And as I said, they have a good record over there. The Swans are buddy free, which is good, finally. And, I mean, as much as you love the guy and everything that he's done for the club, he was a year too too many. Um, yeah, and probably. he's gone, and that seems to have really freed everything up and, uh, and made us a bit more active, which is fantastic. That, I mean, keeping keeping a player on the field just for fan emotion is is wonderful and beautiful, emotionally speaking. However, not great when you actually are dependent on making it to finals to be able to fill seats and tickets and sell shirts yep. and stuff like that. Um, okay. Right. That, that's it for the show. Thank you very much for joining us fantastic. here. We are sponsored by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange. Anything you want to know? Please uh, drop a note and I'll be able to help you out. My name is James Whelan. I'm joined by Heath Moss. Thank you very much, everyone, and mark well. Have a good one, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.